0: Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached. Okay, good evening everyone. Um, For those who don't know me, my name is Eni Swart. I'm going to be sharing the word with you uh, this evening. And um, I want to talk a bit about blessing this evening. So um, I'm going to first ask you to to just turn to one another and share with one another what do you think blessing is, because blessing is one of those words that it's a very common, very well-known word, but for most people it's a bit fuzzy, you know, like righteousness or kingdom or, you know, some other, other word like that. And um, we, we have sort of fuzzy general ideas of what it means, but, but often it's not that specific or, or that, um, that accurate. So just, just turn to one another and, and share with one another what do you think blessing is. I'll give you a minute or two. Okay. Anyone want to give us some feedback, what they think blessing is? God's provision for your life in line with His will for your life. Wow, that sounds good, I like it. God's provision for your life, and someone has to tweet that, I know. In line with His will for your life, that's good. Um, Yeah, um, one of the ways in which we can see what What something means in Scripture. Um, Some of you might have heard of this. But um, the first time something is mentioned in Scripture, it's always significant. Anyone know what the first time the concept of blessing appears in Scripture? It's not a true question. It'll be in Genesis, yes. (laughs) We're in Genesis. (laughs) (laughs) He saw that creation was good, but it doesn't actually say he blessed creation when it says and it was good. But, but, but you're right, you're sort of in the right, the right area. Where, where, which part of creation did he actually bless? Oh, Adam and Eve, yes. <laughs> it was actually when he created Adam and Eve, yes. When he created Adam and Eve, in, uh, it says in, in Genesis 1 verse 26, let us... Make mankind in our image according to our likeness. And then it says in in Genesis 1 verse 28, And God blessed them, Adam and Eve, and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over it. So in other words, blessing, um, number one, blessing is what God puts upon that which reflects his image. Okay? And then he says... It causes, what, what does blessing result in? <clears throat> blessing results in increase, be fru- fruitfulness. Be fru- God blessed him and then said, be fruitful and multiply. So it, it results in fruitfulness and increase. Fill the earth and subdue it and rule over it. So it, it results in rulership. So all of those good things, fruitfulness, increase, rulership, all of those are the Results of blessing. In other words, God blesses that which reflects his image so that it will increase and flourish. And the opposite of blessing, of course, is cursing. And in a sense, we would have to say then God curses that which doesn't reflect his image so that it would decrease and wither. Okay? Because everything that doesn't reflect God's image is bad for us. It's just bad for everything. It, 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 it causes death. It causes destruction. It causes heartache. It causes brokenness. All those things that we don't actually want around. Uh, and, and therefore, God, in his grace, curses it so that it withers and decreases. Um, I, I just want to read uh, a passage for you in, in Numbers chapter 6. Where he talks about blessing and says, and the Lord, um, and we all know the English translation, the word Lord uh, would be the translation of the word Yahweh, the the name of God. Uh, And Yahweh said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, in other words, the priests, okay, tell the priests, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. And a very powerful, called the Aaronic blessing, not the ironic blessing, the the Aaronic blessing. You know, after Moses' brother Aaron. Uh, And a very famous blessing that tells us a lot about blessing, about what blessing is and, uh, and how it works. And I'm just going to quickly look at what blessing is. Um, what it does, and and then how to receive it. Um, So firstly, here's, here's a sort of a working definition of blessing. Blessing is God's supernatural positive influence upon that which reflects His image so that it will increase and flourish. Okay? Blessing is God's supernatural positive influence on whatever reflects His image so that it can increase and flourish, so that what what is good and beneficial and wholesome and reflects God's image can increase in the world and become more and more. Okay, And, and of course, the opposite of that would be, uh, would be cursing. And, and what we see, and one of the interesting things we see here is that it, uh, the Lord says to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, and Aaron and his sons were the priests. In other words, tell the priests that they must proclaim this blessing over God's people. They must pronounce this blessing over God's people. So, so just like in Genesis 1, we see that blessing gets pronounced, number one. Blessing gets spoken. Get, blessing gets declared. Okay? And this has special implications for us because Christians are priests. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I'm a priest. Tell them, so are you. (laughs) Because remember, the Bible refers to us as a kingdom of priests, right? Not a kingdom with priests, mind you. A kingdom of priests. A kingdom consisting of priests. So everyone who's part of the kingdom is a priest. And therefore, in a sense, we are like Aaron and his sons. We are priests, and we are supposed to proclaim blessing and pronounce blessing over one another, and over the world. In fact, over everything that reflects God's image, or even has the potential to f- reflect God's image. Because when you bless, even something that has the potential to reflect God's image, you, as it were, call out that reflection of God's image and encourage that potential to come to fruition. Okay? So, so that, that, that should lead us to ask... If we are priests and we have this responsibility to pronounce blessing over one another and over whatever reflects God's image or has the potential to reflect God's image, how consistently are we doing it? How much of our speech is blessing? And how much of it is cursing or just idle speech that, that doesn't bless? As priests, we need to ask ourselves that. And often I think because we don't understand blessing necessarily, we don't bless as often as we could or should. You know when someone has blessed you. Right? Because it, it you know it adds value. You know, it 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 encourages, it causes flourishing and growth and increase. Um, there's a there's a a well-known story in the bible that's such a good illustration of blessing and and how powerful and how important it is and it's the story of of jacob and esau jacob's life and um jacob was the second born esau was the firstborn and therefore by position there was the law of primogeniture or the law of the firstborn he had um the privilege of blessing he, he had access to a special blessing special birthright blessing that came upon him and was supposed to come upon him um And his father Isaac, his father Isaac favored him and and liked him. He was a hairy, strong, outdoors kind of guy, hunter, you know. And uh, Jacob was a more um, sort of sensitive, probably artistic type, you know. He spent more time with his mother, and uh, he was his mother's favorite, you know. And, uh, you know, he he, he wasn't as hairy or as outdoorsy or as wild as his brother Esau and and his, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, to make a long story short, <clears throat> he, his mother over years, his father telling Esau, listen, I'm about to die. Uh, I'm quickly go and hunt some game for me. Prepare it for me the way I like it uh, and so that I can proclaim or pronounce the blessing upon you before I die. And she says to Jacob, go and get two goats and bring them to me. I'm going to prepare them before your brother comes back. And then you're going to pretend to be your brother and you're going to receive the blessing. And... <clears throat> Just before that, we, 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 or a little while before that, um, Esau comes back from, from hunting, and he's ravenous, he's hungry, and Jacob has made some soup. And, and Esau sells his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of soup. The New Testament calls it profanity, someone who doesn't value spiritual things. And our world is full of it. I mean, if there's one place that values physical things far above spiritual things, in South Africa, I think it's Joburg. <laughs> I mean, Joburg is full of materialism, full of consumerism. You know, this the, the culture that we're in is a very materialistic, consumeristic culture that values physical things more than spiritual things. And, and, and we're in danger of being affected by that culture and also become like Esau and not value spiritual things as we ought to. Okay? Jacob valued it. Uh, he at least wanted the blessing, you know. Uh, and it's interesting, Jacob was by no means a perfect person. By no means. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he, he, he literally deceived his father, lied to him. I mean, he, he stuck like hairy, you know, goat hair to his arms and to, to the, sc- the scruff of his neck, you know, to, to feel like his brother, put on his brother's clothes to smell like his brother. His, his dad was a bit blind already by that time, he was real old. And, um, said, you know, when, when, when Isaac asked him, you know, who are you? He said, I'm, I'm your son Esau, your firstborn Esau, <laughs> you know. So he deceived his father and stole the blessing from his brother. <clears throat> you know, later on, when he had, you know, he was the father of the, 12 tri- of, of the 12 patriarchs from whom the 12 tribes came, he favored Joseph above his other brothers. So, you know, the, the, that favoritism thing that his dad and his mom did with him and his brother – he, he did it with, with his sons as well. Uh, and, and all kinds of bad things happened because of that. He lied many times. He deceived. Um, I mean, he just, he just made many mistakes, and, and he had lots of sins. And yet, in the end, it just seemed like everything worked out all right for him. Okay? And we can relate to Jacob because we are not perfect either. And yet we also want that blessing. We also want things to work out for us. I mean, when Laban, uh, when uh, you know, Jacob goes and works for his uncle Laban uh, in a far-off country, and, and, and he, he, he shepherds for him, you know, takes care of his sheep. And um, as part of his wages, uh, Laban says, okay, you can get a certain portion of, of the lambs and, and, and stuff that are born. And, and he said, okay, you can, when it's amazing, um, he says to him, you know, all, all the, the lambs with stripes, born with spots and stripes and stuff, you can have them. All of a sudden, you know, because of God's blessing, <laughs> all the lambs and stuff, that are, well, most of them that are born have spots and stripes, and, and, and Jacob gets them. So, so Laban and his sons see this, and they're like, no, 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 no. no. All the lambs that, that don't have spots and stripes, you can have them. All of a sudden, most of the lambs born don't have spots and stripes. And he says, when he, when he eventually leaves, he says, 11 times, Laban, you changed my wages. So his uncle tried to, you know, um, do him in. But God's blessing just caused everything to work out all right for Jacob. Now, don't don't get the wrong idea. Don't think that blessing is always just adding and never taking away. Right? Sometimes blessing is pruning as well. Right? I mean, uh, if you saw Jacob later in life, he'd, he'd walk like this, you know, with a with a with a bit of a limp in his hip, you know, because God blessed him. (laughs) He wrestled with the Lord, with the angel of the Lord, and he said, bless me, you know, and eventually the angel of the Lord touched his hip, and his his hip got uh, dislocated, and he walked with a limp for the rest of his life, but he was blessed by God, and God took a lot away from him. Firstly, God took away his family, God took away his natural inheritance, God Took away all kinds of stuff from him. So, so when you're blessed, it doesn't mean that you just, you never, things never get taken away from you. It just means that whatever you need to flourish and increase and fulfill God's purpose on your life eventually gets added to your life. Uh, often God will prune away things that actually prevent his blessing. Sometimes he'll prune away the dead wood that causes us to be unfruitful so that he can cause us to flourish and increase. And um, we're going to look at that, that story of Jacob. I just want you to hold it in the, in the back of your mind. Because Jacob wanted the blessing, just like we also want the blessing. If all of us want to be blessed. Um, so we're going to look at that in a, in a little moment's time. But before we do, I um, also just want to say, yeah, family plays an important role. We, it's, it's, we are all, as Christians, we are a kingdom of priests, so we're supposed to bless one another. But family is also supposed to bless, just like Jacob and Esau's parents were supposed to bless them. And some of you sitting here thinking, you know, okay, blessing, yes, it comes through a priest, it comes through uh, parents, all that kind of stuff, who are functioning as priests, you know, but I never had that. If, if only I had that, if only I had that blessing over my life, spoken over my life, um, pronounced over my life, Maybe my life would have been better. Maybe my life would have been different. Maybe I wouldn't have struggled so much. And you th- and you sort of lose hope and, and and like, oh, it's unfair. You know, I try so hard, but but I'm not blessed. Notice in that passage, the priests are supposed to declare, "The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you, and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace." And then he says, so they shall put my name on the Israelites. Even though priests, parents, whoever, are the mediators of blessing and the pronouncers of blessing, Blessed God is the ultimate source of blessing. And if you missed out from your parents, you can always receive it from God, either through another channel or directly even. Don't worry that you've missed out on blessing. Don't worry if your parents didn't know how to bless you or how to how to pronounce God's blessing uh, over you. You can still receive it as long as you want it like Jacob and don't despise it like Esau. Um, so blessing is God's favor to increase what reflects him. Uh, what does bl- uh, blessing do? I just want to read you a, a definition of, of blessing. Blessing. Um, the, word, the Hebrew word barak uh, means to bless, uh, uh, and, it, and, it, and it means to endure with power for success, prosperity, vicinity, longevity, etc. It is frequently contrasted uh, with the Hebrew word for um, curse, to esteem lightly. Excuse me. So notice all of these things, it's to endure with power for success. Um, for prosperity, in other words, increase in, in property. For fecundity, which I think it means increase, is a fancy word for increase in children. For longevity, which means increase in years, um, life, lifespan, etc. So, so all of it talks about increase and growth uh, and flourishing. Um, notice, if you look at, at uh, that passage... You know, if I just break them up into, into parts for you, sort of put the corresponding parts uh, next to each other. In all the cases, uh, the Lord is the giver, is the subject, the one who gives blessing. Okay, So blessing, all true blessing ultimately comes from the Lord. It might come through other people, but it ultimately comes from the Lord. It comes from God. And the receiver is always you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give peace to you. Okay? Now, notice there, the, the you there is plural. Just like the God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Many, if not most of the blessings in Scripture are corporate blessings. God... Just think about that. When it says, the Lord bless you and keep you, who is the Lord? The Lord is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's the only God who is one God and yet three persons, a divine family, as it were. And therefore, if we want to, if God blesses what reflects him, community reflects him, family reflects him. And therefore, if we want to receive blessing, we must be part of a community, part of a family, part of a plurality that is one in purpose. And so reflects God so that he can bless it. Don't think that if you're going to receive blessing, you're just going to receive it by your lonesome, lonesome. Blessing doesn't work that way. God blesses us as we reflect his image by being part of a community that reflects him. And that's why in Genesis 2, it says, uh, God says, it's not good for the man to be alone. We were designed to be like God, and therefore we were designed to be part of a community. Um, But notice here it says, uh, bless, and then parallel to bless, you have make his face shine upon you and turn his face towards you. And and to me, that's a beautiful picture of uh, sort of illustration of what blessing is. If you're sitting at a party, sitting around a table, you're eating with you know, 10 or 12 people, you're in the presence of all 10 or 12 people. But you're not facing all 10 or 12. You might be facing one of them, having a conversation with one of them. Okay, So there's one or, 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 or so persons that you're giving personal attention to. So you're in the general presence of everyone, but you're experiencing the personal attention of only one. And, and that shows us a picture of what this is. God makes his face shine upon us, shine you know, his, God's positive personal attention upon our lives. Now we can give that kind of positive personal attention to only, or actually really only to one person at a time. But God is so great, he can give his positive personal attention to billions at once if he wants to. And that is what blessing is. God's personal positive attention upon us. And what does it lead to? It says here, it leads leads to us being kept. Lord, keep you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. So blessing results in protection. That word keep literally means protection, guarding, covering. One of the best examples in the Bible is old Job. Um, The sons of God are in God's presence. Satan is there in their midst. And God starts bragging about Job and he says, have you seen my servant Job that there's no one like him in all the earth? No one righteous like him in all the earth. Righteous means in right relationship with me. So God's judgment on Job is that he's the most righteous man in all the earth and he has right relationship with God. And then Satan says, yeah, but, you you know, he only serves you for the benefits. You build a hedge of protection around him. I can't even touch him with a barge pole. You're protecting him, you know. There are benefits to serving you. That's why he's serving you. He's serving you for the benefits. And God says, no, you're wrong. Job is so righteous, so in right relationship with me that he's not serving me for the benefits. And I'll prove it. I'll allow you to take away the benefits of serving me. I'll remove the hedge of protection. And I'll allow you to take away the benefits of, of serving me. And I have confidence he'll continue to serve me. And that's exactly what happened. And for Generations to come, Job proved one of the most amazing things in history. He proved that it was worth it to serve God, even when the benefits of serving God were taken away. God is worthy to be served and worshipped, even when there's no benefit to serving and worshipping Him. But that hedge of protection is God's blessing that keeps That protects. And in the end, God restored it. God allowed it to be taken away for a time to make his point. But then God restored it. And and God actually restored to Job and blessed him in the end more than he was blessed in the beginning. Uh, Be gracious to you. Uh, God's grace is unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. God's undeserved goodness towards us. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a moment. Uh, then it says, and give you peace. And and the, the English word peace is a bit unfortunate here because when we think of peace in English, we think of the absence of conflict and war. But the Hebrew word shalom, which is translated peace, means a lot more than just the absence of conflict and war. It means the presence of total well-being. And what blessing results in total well-being upon your life... Uh, If I had to translate it, the best I could do would be with two words, two English words, peace and prosperity. If you put those two words together, peace and prosperity, then you get an idea of what the Hebrew word shalom means. Total peace and prosperity. That's what God's blessing results in. Okay. Uh, Blessing empowers you with everything that you need to flourish and increase in every area of life. And um, how God does that, in the, in the last phrase, he says, so they will put my name upon the Israelites. And that tells us another thing about how blessed, what blessing is and how it works. When does someone put their name on someone else? When that someone else becomes part of their family. I mean, even in our culture, we have two cases in general where people would put their name on someone else. When that someone else marries them. Or when they adopt that someone else. In other words, in both cases, when that someone else joins their family. Now imagine, you know, a young orphan who has no resources, no family, no connections, no one to take care of him, no one to provide for him, no one to send him to school to pay for his university education. None of those things. Not, you know, many Um, opportunities in life, not a rosy outlook in life. And then he gets adopted into a rich family, respected family with a great name that everyone knows and everyone respects with lots of resources. And now they take care of him. His name, their name gets put upon him. And now all of Because he's part of the family, all of those family resources are placed at his disposal to bring out the best in him. So that he can be a credit to the great name of that family. And that's, in a sense, what blessing represents. It's God not only putting his name upon us, but putting all his significant resources at our disposal to bring out the best in us. So it's it's um in a sense you can say it's family assistance to encourage family resemblance. <laughs> and God makes us part of his family and puts all his resources family resources at our disposal. He makes his face shine upon us when he blesses us. But How do you receive this blessing? Because when you think about it for a moment, you'll see there's a bit of a problem here. The Lord says to Moses, you know, everyone shall bless them and say, the Lord bless you and make make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and all that kind of stuff. But that same Moses in um, Exodus 33 verse 20, the Lord says, but God says, you cannot see my face. For no one can see my face and live. Okay, so here's a bit of a problem. <laughs> it seems a bit like a bit of a contradiction. And Moses would have said, "But hang on, we're supposed to say look, the Lord make His face shine upon you, but but you you know a while back you said to me that no one can see my face and live. You know, how, how's that even possible? I I know that, that that's why I asked to see your face because I know that your face, all your goodness, your blessing, your glory benefits us. But you know, be, because we are sinful because we are fallen as human beings, because you are holy and we are not, your holiness and our sinfulness is like fire and water. They don't mix. The one's going to destroy the other. So, Lord, how how, how, how can we say the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you, the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace? And, and the answer is already there in the text. Firstly, The place where Aaron and his his, uh, sons, the priests, are supposed to pronounce this blessing was after the tabernacle service, after they'd made all the sacrifices, after the blood of the sacrifices had been shed and atonement had, had been made. And it says, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. It's because of God's grace, despite our fallenness, that he can actually make his face shine upon us and give us his personal, positive attention without destroying us. And um, in the story of of Jacob and Esau, uh, we have a nice um, sort of explanation of it. It says in Genesis 27, um, from verse 10, it says, "Then this is um, Rebekah, Jacob's mother, speaking to him. Then take it, uh, the food that I'm going to make to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, but my brother Esau is a hairy man while I'm, uh, I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I, uh, I would appear to be tricking him. Not only appear, you, <laughs> you would be tricking him. Uh, I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. And his mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them, the, the goats, for me. And um, we, we all know the story how he put the skin on, on his hands and on his neck and you know, put on his brother's clothes, pretended to be his brother. But he was rightly afraid that if he got caught out, that instead of receiving the blessing that he desired, he would rightly receive the curse. And notice what his mother says. His mother says, let me read it again. My son, let the curse fall on me. You just do what I say. And one commentator on, on this passage says, what Rebecca said rashly, not knowing what she meant, Jesus said intentionally, knowing exactly what he meant. Jesus said, let the curse fall on me. You just go and receive the blessing. And isn't that exactly what Galatians 3, verse 13 to 15 says? It says, he became a curse for us. So the blessing of Abraham, the blessing that he deserved as the only true and faithful Israelite ever in history, (laughs) the blessing that he deserved could come upon us. So, what we deserved fell upon Jesus, the curse that we deserved fell upon Jesus, so that the blessing that Jesus deserved could fall upon us and I was thinking about it as we were driving here um, from Randberg, and I was thinking isn't God is so amazing you know how he planted the gospel in that story not not just through what Rebecca says, "May the curse fall upon me, you just go and receive it and and how that reflects jesus but but even what Jacob did in a certain sense, in an ironic kind of sense, reflects the the gospel because he took skin and stuff, you know, the the goat skin, you know, and put it on himself, covered himself in it, covered himself in his brother's robes so that he could receive his brother's blessing. So that he could smell like his brother, feel like his brother. Can you see where this going? Jesus. We don't have to trick Jesus. You know, into stealing his blessing. Because he's the firstborn. He's the one that deserves the blessing positionally and in terms of performance. He covers us in himself spiritually. What Jacob did physically, Jesus does for us willingly, spiritually. He covers us in himself so that we smell like him, so that we feel like him, so that to the Father we look like him, so that his blessing can come upon us. That is how He is gracious to us. And that's why God's face can shine upon us. Because God's face, Jesus deserved to have the Father's face shine upon him. Instead, He heard, He had to say, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you turned your face away from me? And He knew the answer, of course. The Father turned His face away from Him. So that he could turn his face and let his face shine upon us. And um, just in closing, what I, oh, okay, what I want to encourage you to do, just just practically. Number one, I want you to receive more blessing because the more blessing you receive, the more you can give. God will bless us to be a blessing. Okay, so I want you to receive more blessing. Okay. As a priest, receive more blessing. That means hang out with priests (laughs) like this who can bless you. Hang out with people who can bless you. Receive as much blessing as you have because you can only give what you've received. The more blessing you receive, the more blessing you have to give. But then also, as you receive more blessing, also give more blessing. Give more blessing. Be Be like Jacob who at least, in all of his mistakes, at least desired the blessing. But understand that God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. He wants, and, and we can see this in Jesus. He gave his son, Jesus, to die for us so that he could bless us. And then, so be like Jacob, desire blessing, understanding that God wants to bless us. That's why he tells us to speak blessing as priests over one another. He wants to bless us. I just sense the Holy Spirit saying some of you are a bit skeptical about that. Some of you don't believe that. Because some of you say, okay, but I don't carry the family resemblance so well. Remember, the family resemblance doesn't come from your performance, but from Jesus' performance. It comes from his robe covering you. That's what makes you smell like him to the Father. It comes from him covering you in himself, taking you into himself and covering you so that you look like him. That's where the family resemblance comes from. Not from your performance. God wants to bless you. You can believe that. God wants to bless you. He's literally dying to bless you. But then also bless others. And blessing is often just as simple as looking at people through God's eyes and speaking what you see. Seeing one another through God's eyes and just proclaiming what you see. It's it's really that simple. And that's my homework to you this week. (laughs) Receive more blessing, because God wants to bless you, and give more blessing. Proclaim it.